Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. All right, like Napoli, the city of Naples, lifting the Serie A trophy. We are back. This is the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Steve Truby, as always, joined by the great Paul Carr of True Media. Paul, did you get to see the scenes, man? Like, I, I, that was, um, they, they say, like, the saying in Italy, because, you know, you know, I watch a lot mm-hmm. of Serie A. The saying in Italy is, you know, one trophy down south essentially is worth like 10 <laughs> from the stripes up north. So AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus. They say that with Roma, Lazio, Napoli, you know, basically any team. Because there actually aren't a ton. Most of the teams are huh. in the northern part of, of, of the country. The major, the three major teams really in the, su- in the south are, Na- are, are Napoli and, and the two uh, teams in Rome. So unbelievable scenes fireworks going off all night it's uh it's one of the cool i mean that stadium is ancient too um which is i, I believe it's now named the maradona stadium or something to that effect because uh he was such an influential figure mm-hmm. there but one of the coolest sporting scenes you'll see um in, in not just in soccer but really any sport period there's nothing i mean really in almost any sport like some team that hasn't won a title in a long time look i'm a kansas city royals fan i experienced this in 2015 they mm-hmm. had one in 30 years and it's just all this emotion. I mean, you get a lot of bandwagon fans, which is fine. Uh, and just this, sometimes it's a lot of near misses. Sometimes it's we've been terrible for a long time. You know, and either way, it's just a great story. It's great to see whatever scenes, you know, there's a parade, there's fireworks, there's whatever it is. It's so much fun. So I love seeing all the celebrations, uh, regardless of, you know, what team it is when you end a drop like that. Yeah, we'll get to, obviously, with our Champions League picks, which is what we're here for. We've got the two massive semifinal games coming up Tuesday, Wednesday this week. We'll get to the EPL title race. We'll get to uh, the top four race, which might even be more interesting yeah. now that Liverpool, United has let Liverpool back mm-hmm. in this thing. So we'll see how that goes. But just to piggyback off, off the, the Napoli thing a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it, it's really cool because, you know, for so long, you know, I, I really, really started watching Serie A a lot, probably like 10 years ago, maybe a little more than 10 years ago. I went to Rome. My sister studied nice. abroad there. I went to, uh, I went to the Stadio Olimpico. I got a Tati jersey, and I knew him from the World Cup. That's kind of how I became a Roma mm-hmm. fan, right? And, you know, it's, it's, it, it sucked because my first, but however, almost 10 years <laughs> watching Juve win every title. 
<laughs> yeah, and and historically, that's not how it was. Mm-hmm. Like historically, Italy is probably the most competitive of all the leagues in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, they certainly have you know at least three teams, and in, in, as I mentioned, Juve and the two Milan teams that are consistent contenders to win the title, and then Roma have come in. Lazio won. Um, uh, I think Lazio didn't win. The, I think they won ninety nine was the last time they won, and obviously Napoli winning now. The last time they won was nineteen ninety. It's it really is now come back to as the league with the most parity yeah. in it. I mean, I mean, you look at the EPL. I mean, there's not a lot of parity there. I mean, Liverpool and City have dominated. City have certainly dominated over the last like six years. You know, we know what La Liga is like. Atletico has kind of jumped in there, but it's really just Barcelona, Real Madrid. Um, you could argue the Bundesliga is the worst of them all. So it is cool that like you know, while Serie A, like maybe the quality has dropped. Obviously, it's not the Serie A. It's not your dad's Serie right. A from the '90s or even the early 2000s. But it is the league that kind of has the most exciting yeah. title race almost every year now. Three straight champions that are different. Um, actually, four now. Mm-hmm. If you go Juve, uh, Inter, Milan, and then now Napoli, it gives me as a Roma fan some hope that we could uh, pull, pull something off in the future. Yeah, I've got the numbers for you. So yeah, four titleists in four years for in Serie A. Uh, for the Premier League, you got to go back eight years to get four Premier League winners. And even, you know, that's including Leicester, which is not a perennial contender. Uh, and obviously, yep. it's been City and Liverpool lately. La Liga, you got to go back to 2004 to add Valencia to the, you know, now big three-ish of Barcelona. Well, now they're a disaster, right. too. Right. Valencia yeah. are a mess, yeah. Uh, Germany, you have to go back to 2007. But I think that's a little deceiving since Bayern's won 10 straight titles. Uh, and even France, you got to go back to 2012. And, and that's really before Qatar bought PSG, basically, and, and transformed. Uh, the way that league totally is totally different league. So yeah, so yeah, four titleists in four years, and I know there's some you know UVA penalties, all that stuff is a little bit of a factor, but yeah, it's not something that any of the other leagues have. It's great to see the races. It's great to see different teams win and just kind of keep it fresh. You know, you don't have the same teams at the top. You don't have the same teams in Champions League every year. You know, it's been fun seeing Napoli in Champions League some the last few years. Uh, it's good. New blood's good, I think, for really just about everybody. Keep the keep everyone motivated keep everyone on their toes from a management of playing perspective. It's good stuff. Yeah, I don't want to be like the ugly American here, but, you know, what do we love in America? We like mm-hmm. parity. Like, we all, we are one, we love the NFL because, you know, your team could be, have the number one draft pick, yeah. right? And then the next year, they could be a playoff yep. team. That, you know, usually in soccer, in European soccer, I mean, the hierarchy just kind of is what it is. The, the, the top, like, couple baby chains orders, but really nothing else beyond that. But uh, that maybe this ends up drawing more fans to Italy because they certainly need it. I mean, the infrastructure there is kind of a disaster. Mm-hmm. The league is, you know, not, as I mentioned, not sort of at its prime. But I, I, you know, just to talk a little bit more about this Napoli team. I mean, if you haven't, we've talked about them on the pod yeah. a lot. I bet on them a lot. They lost me my last bet because <laughs> they, they ended up winning the title, but they didn't win the game. They end up just getting a draw, which is all they needed, which, uh, which kind of sucked against Udinese. But it's fine. I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, but they they're just they're just one of the smartest clubs as far as buying and selling players. I mean, and part of it is because their owner, uh, De Laurentiis, who is like a, I think he's like a big movie film guy in Italy, essentially. Okay. And actually, you know, Jada, the like Food Network mm-hmm. person, yeah. that's his, I want to say, uncle, I want to okay. say. So they're related. There's a lot of like cool ties to him. He ended up buying Napoli, I think, in bankruptcy. I think I think they were in Serie B uh, for like 300 million euro or something like that. And now they turned them into this, uh, you know, once they're all once great team and now a title winning team again. They've had so many stars over the mm-hmm. years, Paul. I mean, they've sold, obviously, Higuain. They've sold um, Cavani. They've sold Lavezzi. They've sold, uh, sold so, I mean, just a, a bunch of really great players. And they always sell them, like, at their top, top peak dollar. They always, like, strike a hard bargain. But they replace them right. with guys that are just as good, if not better. They are, honestly, like, them and BVB are, are I mean, you know, obviously, the, the, the teams in Portugal are up there, too, as far as just, like, who churns out talent. 
they're right up there, and they're just kind. Of, it's it's good to see them rewarded for all this over the over the years of having so many good players never actually winning that Serie A title. Mm-hmm. It just it feels right that they're rewarded with the title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, at, at I'd kind of forgotten. I was looking at the odds before the season. They're about twelve to one to win the title before the season, give or take. And yep. you know, they because they, they sold Kulabali, they got rid of Mertens, they got rid of Insignia, and you know those guys weren't probably a little bit past their prime on the whole, but that's those are still key parts of your team. You know, the last few years, they've lost Ruiz and Milik and Ospina. All these guys, they've lost. Uh, so, yeah, 12 to 1 is pretty crazy. Um, and I was, uh, my first thought was, is this the longest shot to win like since Leicester in 2016 in one of the top four leagues? And maybe is the answer. Uh, Milan was actually yeah. 12 to 1 last season in Serie A, which kind of goes to our parity point. But, I mean, they were definitely a long. This, that Milan team, I don't, this is no disrespect yeah. to them. That's the worst team that's won Serie A in, <laughs> I mean, decades, easily decades. Yeah. And the Inter should have won the title. They didn't. All credit to Milan. This Napoli team is genuinely right. great. One They're of better. the best teams in Serie A in the last couple yeah. of decades. Yeah. yeah, they've run hot, but they've, you know, you take that. I mean, you just run hot. Now they run a little bit cooler now, but you capitalize when you're running well, et cetera. So yeah, credit to them. I mean, they were, again, like I said, I've kind of forgot they were such a long shot before the season. They've just been so good that, you know, it's this has seemed inevitable since like November that this was going to happen. But it, it really wasn't. They've just made it. They played so well and bringing in uh, Osman and Clark Sheila, whose name I'm sure I just butchered. Um, Kavaradana, that's why I, I, <laughs> I just get away with it by calling him his <laughs> nickname. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I should go with that. Make it a lot easier. <laughs> the Georgian. Yeah, yep. the guy from Georgia. The country, not the state. So, yeah, credit to Napoli. It's good to see. Uh, it, it was fun to see them in Champions League, even though they kind of flamed out in an unexpected way when they had a great half of the draw. So it'll be good to see them back in next year. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I think that De Laurentiis, as I mentioned, their owner, he's like he, I, I mentioned, he's he's notoriously just a tough guy to bargain yeah. with. And people are already talking about where's Oshiman going to end up next year? Is he going to be at United? Is he going to be at Bayern Munich? You know, where is he going to go? And he's already been like, I'm not selling him next year. I'm not selling him. He's already putting it out there that it's going to ta- it's going to take like 150 yep. million to get him out of there. It just is because I think he's he's under contract. They bought him. He, I think he was their he was by far their highest purchase player ever. I think it was like 80 million euros or something like that. So, you know, they certainly made a massive investment of, uh, in him coming out of Lille. I mean, he was very talented, but he's just absolutely hit the ground running there and is, you know, as we said, definitely a top five striker, maybe top three uh, right now, all things considered. So happy for them. Um, and yeah, like the, the players that they replaced, I mean, before the season, when we were, when people were prognosticating how the thing was going to turn out, I mean, it was like, you know, Milan were the title favorites, but or, or they were the defending, defending champions, but they, I don't even know if they were the title players. I don't think they were. I think Inter might have been. Roma were up there because they had just signed Dybala. Obviously, Juve were kind of up there because they're always up there. Napoli were a complete afterthought because of all the guys mm-hmm. that they lost. I mean, they were almost like a joke. It was just like, oh, look at this team of like random people. They lost all their good players. They're going to be, are they going to make Europe? And then they just, you know, it, they just kind of caught lightning in a bottle and have been just absolutely incredible for this, you know, 90% of the year, really. Yeah, good job by them. And, and, and what you said too, it's not just that they're 12 to 1. I mean, they had so many teams ahead of them. And I guess, you know, that kind of happens when you're 12 to 1, but it's different if you're the, you know, second or third title favorite. But yeah, Inter was, and Juve were both around 2 to 1. Milan was about 4 to 1. Roma was 8 to 1. So, you know, they were the fifth favorite, uh, really at best. They weren't that far ahead of Atalanta, uh, actually, which which sounds a little crazy now. But it's, uh, yeah, credit to Napoli. What was Leicester? Leicester what was, was 5,000 to 1. <laughs> like, they literally changed the way bookmakers set odds, you know. Book, I forget who which book they're from. I want to say Will Hill, but they said after the season, like we're you're never gonna we're never gonna set odds like that before or again. They're just not going to because you know it costs them some money and no, no one's crying for the bookmakers. So yeah, they'll be all yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> because they made money on everyone who bet on every other team. By the way, um, yeah, five thousand to one. It's 
it's absurd. It's roughly the same as like your 15 seed, the NCAA tournament, winning the whole thing. Something like that is, is usually where they're at. So that's no one's ever going to do that just because the odds aren't going to be there. Just for to give people like a like a something to compare it to, like what were what were like Southampton this year? Do you remember oh, or a team at the bottom? Of the usually table? the bottom is in the thousand to one range or something. Now maybe two or three, but but you'll never get five thousand to one again. No. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I have it handy here. But yeah, yeah, because that I you know I think what was it, the year before it was either the year before or two years before they basically barely fought off relegation <laughs> the last yeah. that Leicester team. So, um, so yeah, I, I have it. Pretty, from, this is actually two years ago. Just what I pulled up. They were about. The, the worst ones after a couple of weeks were up to, you know, 10,000 to one. But that was, you know, like the newly promoted teams two or three weeks in. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. earliest thing I just have right on top of my top of my head. Uh, super handy, yeah. So, well, we, if you didn't get in in then, then, you know, it's, it's never going to happen for you. But, you know, the, the, the book, the bookmakers are too smart to be duped twice. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, congrats to Napoli. Happy for you guys, even though it is a direct Roma rival. I am happy that, again, it's always good when a team that's not the stripes up north wins the Serie A, wins the Scudetto in Italy. So, all right, let's move on to England here. We're going to talk about the title race just shortly here because Arsenal did get, we're recording this on a Sunday, Sunday evening, which is kind of a little unusual for us, but we want to get this ahead of um, the Champions League games on Tuesday so you had enough time to consume this before the game started. But uh, Arsenal, kind of an unexpected, maybe a little bit undeserved. I don't want to say, yeah, I don't want to say undeserved, can, but like I'll say it was undeserved. more of an even game. Yeah, yeah again, th- going to Newcastle, winning 2-0. And most people thought they would definitely drop points there and that would effectively end the title race. Well, they they didn't drop points in the title race Kind of still stands, I guess. They're one point behind Manchester City. Now they played one extra game. Uh, the odds makers now, I mean, it was funny. I was listening to the NBC crew and they were like, oh, you know, the title race is back on. Like, you never know. And I'm sitting there going, is it really? I mean, look at the odds. I mean, Arsenal are plus 850, City are minus 950 to win the title. It it doesn't, I mean, the maximum points an Arsenal can get is 90. By the way, that would have that would only have won the league once in the last six years. So it's not like this is, it would be some travesty that they didn't win the title. It's a great season, but, you know, it's not, it, it hasn't traditionally been a, t- a title winning team at 90 points. But do you actually think, I mean, man, I know, I know City have some important Champions League games coming up, but I just was kind of surprised at how much, maybe they were just trying to stir up some interest ball. I, don't I think know. there's a little bit of that. And, and it's just because City has a game in hand, the table looks different. And City's going to have a game in hand until the final week because that's when they play uh, Brighton midweek right before the final weekend of the season. So it's going to look like there's more of a race than there is. And I think the odds makers are a better kind of indication of what's really there. But yeah, until City drops points, I don't think we really have a full-fledged title race. Arsenal has a shot. Uh, You know what I keep saying? Look, City ends at Brighton and at Brentford. And wouldn't it just be all kinds of crazy if Frank Lampard and Chelsea before that somehow, somehow. got something against City. I, I don't expect it at the Etihad, but you never know. They got a win. They got Frank they got did. a win. They congrats did. to Good Frank. Job. You know, we're, we're congrats to Napoli. Congrats to Frank for getting one win uh, as a manager <laughs> <laughs> with with Chelsea yeah. in that massive budget. So yeah, but until City dropped points, I don't think there's a you know significant race. Yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, so Arsenal they close out their three games. Brighton, you know, obviously, which is a tough mm-hmm. game at Forest, and then Wolves. City at Everton. Okay, I'll tell you right now, it's a W. <laughs> um, Chelsea at Brighton, and then Brentford, as you mentioned. Uh, as I said, Arsenal can get 90 points. City can get 94 points. So it's essentially, City has to lose because they're going to have the tiebreaker as well right. because of goal difference and obviously head-to-head. Um, City basically have to lose two of those games and Arsenal have to win out. That's not happening. It's just not. It just isn't. I'm sorry. Like, so. our, our City aren't going to win, aren't going to lose two nope. games. I mean, they may lose one, they and they may drop points in two, 
but even they'd still get through on uh, on a tie on, on on a tie with goal difference. So I, I just I really don't see this happening. Even at eight fifty, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't advocate no, that. Not yet. Nope. The much more interesting part of the Premier mm-hmm. League uh, race, especially when it comes to, to betting terms, and especially when it comes to, to monetary and making the Champions League next year, is the top four yeah. race. I mean, <sighs> Newcastle. All right, so they dropped points today, but they're still kind of in the driver's seat. Paul, let me just give you the table, and I'll toss yeah. it over to you. So right, we're assuming Arsenal and, and City have already clinched; they're out of it. So it's basically three through five fighting, three teams fighting for two yep. spots. It's Newcastle in third right now at eighty with sixty-five points, uh, Man United with sixty-three points, and Liverpool with sixty-two points, and they played a, an extra game on those two teams ahead of them. But I tell you what. United are kind of in fuck around and find yep. out mode right now because they have been letting Liverpool back in. At Liverpool have won six straight and haven't haven't lost. I think in eight since their since their game against uh, Manchester City a couple weeks ago. So the floor to you. I mean, is the problem is I don't think the money is good enough for no, to, to take a bet not. on Liverpool here. Paul. I agree. I mean, Liverpool's I think a plus one eighty, which I'm not touching. You know, I would need north of plus two hundred. I think before I'm really interested. They're in the one and four range or so. I think. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting because. Look, United. Here, here's United's schedule. They have four games left. Home to Wolves, at Bournemouth, home to Chelsea, at Fulham. I mean, United will be favored in all four of those games. But they have not looked very good over the past few games. You know, look at their, their shot quality has been really bad. Their expected goals. It's not like they're getting unlucky. A, a little bit, but they haven't had more than 1.4 expected goals in any of the three games. Uh, you know, they lost to Brighton. That was pretty deserved. You know, this West Ham game, they could have a draw pretty easily, but it happens. Uh, so, yeah, they're just not, you know, I don't, Casemiro looks kind of gassed. Erickson has been okay since he came back, but he can't go 90. Uh, so the midfield's just not quite there. I don't know. It's open. David De Gea I, I, is... I don't trust David him. David De Gea is the... No, De Gea, yeah. He doesn't touch him on him. I... He is, I think, one of the most infuriating players to watch in all the world. One, because I think he's... I want to say he might be the highest earner in the Premier League. He's, he's certainly one of them. And he's te- he's terrible. He's terrible. I have a Man United friend who, who kind of like weirdly defends him. And I'm like, why? He's yeah. awful. And I, he'll have a good game here and there and make a couple good saves. But he's terrible with the ball at his feet. And he makes boneheaded mistakes like he did today. That's which weird. if they just get a point there, the outlook is so much better right. for them. But instead, they end up losing to West Ham. And West Ham are now basically safe. So congrats to them. But man, I tell you, th- this United team, remember when we were talking about them as, as tight? We were no, not. No. We both said they were not title favorites, but people in the ether right. were like, "Oh, United! Look yeah. at them! They're they're not that far off of City and, and Arsenal." And we were like, they're "Dude, tr- this team is not on that level, not even close." And I think we've been. Yeah, Rashford up. was. Rashford is really good, but he was like playing. He he was just run super hot, and now he's got two goals in the last nine games. So the regressions come for him, just like everybody else. Um, yeah, De Gea. I don't know. Like that goal today was so weird. With the Awful. like, I mean, it looked like. You know, he didn't react till the ball was over halfway to him, and it wasn't, this is easy for me to say, but it didn't seem like he was that screened. You know, sometimes the ball comes through the wall or something, you just don't see it, and it happens. Like, he's just super slow reacting or leaning the wrong way or something. Um, uh, yeah, where, where he's going to go. Oh, in the it, was like, it was like a slow ground ball to yeah. short. It was like, it was not even, <laughs> it wasn't even hit that it reminded, hard. I'll infuriate Yankee fans, but it reminded me a little bit of Jeter, especially toward the end. Where it's like, oh yeah, to get to that. Oh no, no, he didn't. No, no never no, mind. Doesn't have the legs. Yeah, yeah I, I, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he doesn't have. Maybe he doesn't have the legs anymore. I don't know. But that to me was just, it, it wasn't even. He all he had to do was fall down right. to his right, and he would have stopped. Yeah, very strange. And he kind of did, but didn't really get out. I don't know. Anyway, we talked too much yeah. about that. It was terrible. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. But that's that's United now. 
as you mentioned, so they 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 lost in a game they probably shouldn't have lost to West Ham, as we mentioned. They you had mentioned deserved against Brighton. I mean, there was like a handball yeah. in added time, which it was pretty brutal. And Luke Shaw obviously took the blame. That could have easily been a draw. And then yep. their game before that, they blew a two nothing lead against Spurs. So they're they're just like continuously shooting themselves in the foot here. They should have had this thing wrapped up weeks ago. And meanwhile, Liverpool are here. But the problem here is, if you look at it, you go in any further. I mean, you you put out the schedule: Wolves at Bournemouth, Chelsea, Fulham, and Liverpool close out with at Leicester, Villa, and at Southampton. Assuming Liverpool win out, that's seventy-one points. That basically means that United have to win three out of four games. I mean, they're going to beat Fulham in the last day. Fulham, are, they have nothing to play for. They're, I, I just unless there's like all the pressure in the world on United and they need to win that game, then maybe like you know it's butt clenching time and they and they kind of screw it I up. I don't know. Mitch, um, Mitch, Mitch will be back. Mitch, yeah, but I mean, he's already like that's one, two, three Cancun already. I mean, the season's <laughs> over for him. It's been over for weeks now after that red card. Um, you know, Bournemouth are kind of safe. I know at Bournemouth is a tough game. Chelsea, I, they're just they're not good, no. even though I, who knows? I can't see even if even if Liverpool do win out, I can't see United dropping the amount of points it would take to get there. I just can't. They, they're, they're, their schedule's not that. Yeah, bad. I wouldn't think so. They're saved by the schedule because I think I think we'd both take if it were if they were dead even, we would take Liverpool over United right now. But just mm-hmm. they've just got enough. They're just going to hang on, I think. But I don't know. I also don't trust them very much. They just haven't been that. I good definitely the last don't trust them. Three four weeks. No, I wouldn't lay the three fifty, the minus three fifty for sure either. Oh no, <laughs> but no, no. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, and it's one of those things too. I don't even know who I'm rooting for. Like I'm obviously I'm an Everton fan, so I'm not rooting for Liverpool, but I also don't root for United. So it's kind of it would be funny to see kind of United after all this praise just have this tumultuous end of the season and, and miss out on top four, which would be massive for them. I mean, they can't really miss out on top four. They're not one of those kind of clubs. Yeah. Uh, root for chaos, so, Steve. Yeah. Root for, I'm, how about this? I just, I'm rooting for it to come down to the final That's day. what That's I want. I want, I, want, I want them to be able to have, have to win at Fulham yeah. or against Fulham at home. Yeah, United. United uh, no, it's at Fulham, I think. United at Fulham. Oh, it is Liverpool at, Fulham? at Southampton on the last day for all the weirdness. I'm in. Southampton will probably already be down, but maybe they won't be. And hopefully that's still that game still being something for both sides. That's what we root for. It was like last year. That was the the chaotic yeah. end on match day 38. Yep. But um, yeah, something to look out for there. All right, let's move over. Speaking of uh, the Premier League, the favorite in the Champions League, nobody's surprised, is Manchester City. And they are taking on Real Madrid in the first leg of their semifinal Champions League uh, knockout tie. Let me give the numbers here real quick. This is at, uh, at Madrid. So Real Madrid at home, plus 210 to Gosh. win, Paul. They're at home plus two. Not, not many times you can no. get Real Madrid plus two ten at home. The draw, which is kind of kind of getting on your territory, is plus two fifty, and City is plus one twenty to win to advance. City minus three hundred and Real Madrid plus two thirty five. Man, uh, I know I I kind of feel like you're gonna be like you have to take the value of Real mm-hmm. here. I, I I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, in my head I'm like that's that's the Paul Carr yep. special. Is like you, look at the value there. This is this is the. Nine-time defender, however many times they've won. 15, I think, actually, is it? 15 time defending uh, Champions League champions. How could you take mm-hmm. them to not at least win at that kind of number? But I got to tell you, Paul, I'm kind of leaning the other way, but I'll let you, I'll no, let you go I'll first. Say, like, you know, people might point to some of the recent City results and be like, oh, they only beat Leeds 2-1. They only beat Fulham 2-1. But, I mean, they just dominated those games. I mean, they outshot, I think, it's like 18-4 to against Leeds, uh, 12-4 to against Fulham, 16-6 against West Ham when they won 3-0. Uh, they're just... They're a little bit cruise control and maybe getting a little more conservative, but I, I don't know. The numbers don't really bear that out. They're still just racking up uh, expected goals. They're high quality shots, so th- this isn't fluky or anything like that. Every number 
again, this is the old, uh, every number is pointing to Man City. And then every intangible says, you know, this, I mean, really, this is pretty similar to last year. City was rolling. They're playing Real Madrid in the semifinals. And they got Real Madrid or something. Ah. What were they up three? They were up what? Yeah, uh, they're up late. The, I forget how it all forget, went down. I, it was, it was, it was six five on an aggregate, yeah. and I believe Rodrigo scored two goals in added time. I want to say to send it to extra yeah. time, and then I think Benzema won it. I want to say yeah. So I think it was three. That that game was three one. So they overturned whatever. I don't want to do math on the fly here, but I think they they ended up winning three one, overturning that deficit, basically <laughs> at the death. And it was one of the more shocking, I think, ties and se- second leg of a tie that we've ever yeah. seen. I a story of this. I was in uh, New York or eating dinner with a friend in New Jersey. I have the game on my phone. It cuts out when Madrid is down two in stoppage time and comes back and, you know, like five minutes later, less than that, whatever, by the time I got it hooked up again, and it was tied. And I, I, yeah. I was like, like, I, you know, I see the score bug. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah, I see yeah. And at first I see uh, Rodrigo celebrating. And I was like, oh, okay. So they got one back. That's nice. And they look at the score bug and it's, you know, whatever. It's dead even. It's like, what? And it's Rodrigo twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again, it was, uh, very strange. So I don't know. I just can't. Again, I, I'm a numbers guy. Everything says, look, this is City, and these numbers uh, from an odd standpoint are obviously justified. It's Real Madrid and Champions League. I don't know what to say. To add to that, Man City, as I mentioned, plus 120. They've won three of their last four against Real Madrid. The one, obviously, <laughs> being the one that we're talking about, which was, by the way, in Madrid. Yep. So that's taken, have to take that into account. Um, you know, on paper too, it's like, all right, yeah, we think these teams will score. I mean, certainly, you know, City like to have the ball, right? And Real like to hit you on the right, counter and fine. take advantage of your mistakes. And let's be honest, like City have been prone to some mistakes uh, in 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 recent in recent history. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is like Real haven't been awesome at the back nope. either. Like I think so. Both teams to score here is minus one seventy six, which you know I wouldn't take on its own. But if you want to go, you know, both teams to score over two and a half, you can parlay that and get minus one fifteen. So you're getting closer to even money. Like I think, I think the consensus is there will be goals. Yep. Um. And you know, head says City, heart says Real Madrid. Honestly, you can go either way. Yep. I think Fanduel has some good odds on goal scorers. You want to look like Holland is even money. Uh, Benzema's yep. plus one fifty five. Those are good numbers relative to pretty much any other book right now. So those are both pretty appealing. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard to see anything but goals one way or the other because you know Real Madrid doesn't stop we know man city obviously doesn't you know they don't score once and Rel- sit back relentless yeah so it, it's hard not to see goals coming in this one one way or the other the other one i wrote down uh interesting Vinny jr to score or assist one one plus 115 that guy i mean 20 goals 20 assists in all comps this year the guy is a machine he's, he's weirdly yep. become from being a guy that you know benzema was telling his teammates not to pass to He's he's one of the top <laughs> three to five wingers in the world now, yeah. and he's one of the most devastating counterattack guys in the yep. world now. And again, do I you know him against who? Uh, it's who's going to start? You know, wh- what's the city formation going to be? We assume it'll be that like weird three two right. four one formation that they've been playing, where they have like an inverted fullback right. kind of tucking four in, center backs in Lewis. Really. Yeah, exactly. And you know, with John Stones exactly playing in the midfield, but not not really. It's 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 one of those classic like is Pep overthinking it? But I don't know that he is because he, they've been doing it so long. It's not like when against Lyon when he just right. totally came out right. with back three that he never played all season long. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're you're Man City. Just play the way you're playing. You're playing Lyon. You're better than yep. them. Uh, so I don't I don't know that that's this, but who knows? Like I you, you just you just never know. I mean, I also like the pressure is obviously going to be on Holland. You know, to he, he was brought in specifically to. 
get them over the hump, right? To win them the Champions mm-hmm. League. And, you know, it's great that you set the Premier League goal scoring record, but we've won a bunch of Premier Leagues before. Right. This isn't like, it's not, that doesn't impress us, is, I guess. Yeah. Maybe what, like, you know, what is it? Is it Noah Gallagher, Liam Gallagher? I forget which Gallagher brother it is. That's the, that's the big city fan, but it's, it doesn't impress us. We've seen this before. What we haven't seen is you score a game winning goal in a semifinal to set it to the final or to, to, to win the yep. final. So I wonder how that'll kind of impact him as well. I got to tell you, I, I'm leaning towards my head and just saying, I think Man City wins this game. <laughs> I really am. I, every time I almost talk myself into it, I mean, I, I kind of like see the, the all white kits on the other side and be like, oh man, I'm really going to bet against Real Madrid at home. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I feel like getting plus money on a City win is, is super appealing. And then I see over plus 200 on a Real Madrid win and you know, I have the angel and devil on my so- shoulder. I don't know which one's which, but they're definitely fighting over trying to figure this game out. Would you like the double? So the double chance for Real Madrid, obviously, for those that don't know, is the draw or a win. That's minus 165. Now, you can maybe pair that with like over one and a half. You could probably get somewhat close to even money on that. That is exactly what I have. I don't don't know if we're ready to go for the picks yet. (laughs) That's that's yours. But I have the Saruti special of Real Madrid double chance uh, over one and a half. So you're just losing nil-nil and one-nil, which surely can't happen. And that gets to plus 101. So that is... That's not no. terrible, man. That's my that's my pick terrible. for this game. All right, we'll get the best best in a second. Okay, I'm sorry, not exactly. I gotta. I, I'm gonna marinate okay. on this. No, I'm gonna marinate on it. I've I've listened to what you have to say, and I'm not I'm not 100 sure. Like I said, I, I gotta lean, but I'll, I'll let's talk about the other game mm-hmm. first, and then we'll see exactly what we do in our because we're only gonna do I think two best bets, one for each game this week. And the complicated part now with the other game, which is the Milan derby, is Inter Milan versus AC Milan. This game obviously doesn't matter who's home, but technically AC Milan <laughs> is the home team here. Uh, just to give you the odds, it's kind of similar to the other game. Milan um, at home, plus 210. The draw is plus 200. Inter to win is plus 145. To advance, Milan is plus 110. And Inter is minus 134. The biggest question to me here, Paul, I talked about this before we got on, was like, we don't know the status of Rafael Leao yet, who is the best player in this game, essentially, or at least the best attacking player in this mm-hmm. game. He got injured against uh, in, in, in Milan's win against Lazio over the weekend. Said it's not a big deal. I think their manager, Stefano Paoli, basically was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. He might play, but like he might not play. So I, I don't know how you make a bet without a team's best player, especially their best attacking player, playing in this game. So I don't I don't really know what to make of this. I would advise you just to wait and see what the starting lineup is, or at least wait to, to see what his status is. But I think, you know, what, what do we say with the Italian teams? Oh, yeah, let's probably look at the under two and a half. Maybe the under is probably a safe bet because the teams are going to fill each other out. I kind of go the other way. Yeah. Again, I'm going to wait until we until we see what happens. I, I think if Leal plays, I actually could see there being some goals in this match. Yeah, I mean, Inter, again, they were kind of cold for so long. They didn't do a lot in the knockout stages against either Portuguese team. But they've been, they've won four in a row. But, and their underlying numbers have been even better than that. You know, they were getting kind of unlucky uh, in some of those games before that, just from a, you know, outshooting opponents by a ton, taking good shots, nothing's going in sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, Inter has not been a, you know, pack it in. We're good with like 10 shots and figure out one goes in the last several weeks in Serie A. So I, I kind of want to zag and look at the over. You know, you can get like plus 125-ish on, on over two and a half, which is kind of appealing. I don't think I can pull a trigger without knowing about Leal because, yeah, Milan could just say, hey, look, he's out. We're going to, you know, pack it up for this one and, you know, just wait for the second leg. Again, you're not really going on the road, so it's not a cauldron or something that you're walking into in that sense. So yeah, if, if they don't have you know their best attacking team out there, they may just settle in and and be fine with a one nil either way or a one one type of game. Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, because Leao 
two well, last year when Milan won the Serie A title, he was the best player in Italy. Mm-hmm. He was honestly one of the best ta- attackers in mm-hmm. the world. He was on the radar of Chelsea when during their their spending spree. I was all upset during the Euros or during the World Cup. I'm sorry when he wasn't playing for Portugal because <laughs> I thought he was their best. I thought he was their best yeah. attacking player. I really yeah. did. And you know you've got they were trotting out guys I just thought thought weren't as good as he were. And he would come on. He would look good. He hasn't quite had the same season this year. He has, he's had some injury issues. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, Milan are just a totally different team with and without him. He's, he's, I think it, they've had their last seven games that he hasn't played. They've only won one of them. So if I, I, I cannot in good conscience tell you that... I, 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 here's the thing. If all things are even and like he's healthy and he's good to go, I do, I do lean Milan in this matchup. I think Inter are the better team. But Inter have been the better team than Milan for a couple of years now on paper. And they haven't won anything, or they—I shouldn't say that. Milan at least won the title over them, and they're now higher up on the, in the table currently in Serie A than Inter are. So, while I think Milan are punching above their weight a little bit talent-wise, I also think they're just like a better team. They have better camaraderie. I think they're set up better. I think Inter are more prone to just do dumb things than Milan are. And plus, I also think Onana's been great in goal for Inter, but Mike Mignon to me really is—he may be the best goalkeeper in the world right now. Uh, so. All of those things are taken into consideration. I have a small lean if Leao is healthy on Milan in this matchup. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely where I felt a couple of weeks ago, kind of right after the quarterfinals. I was definitely leaning toward Milan because Inter just looks so not great in Champions League. So I still do have questions about, you know, whether it's approach, aggressiveness, whatever it is, uh, whether it's going to be quite the same in Champions League versus what we've seen in Serie A. Um, but yeah, it's so hard to take. Well, I still if yeah, if you told me Leao's playing. I would probably take plus 200 or north of that on Ace Milan. With If he's not there, though, that just changes the dynamics so much because, yeah, they're about a, or it's about a quarter of expected goal better when he's on the field per 90, which is a pretty sizable thing when you're talking about, you know, one and a quarter, one and a half goals. That's, uh, whatever, 20% better with him on the field. Mm-hmm. That's pretty huge. Yeah, so... so- you want to get to our best bets and we can kind of like give the sure. caveat for, I guess, the second yeah. one then. So let you lead off. You you already okay. kind of gave yeah. out at least your first one for the first game, but just give it to yeah, us again. Jump the gun on a little bit. But I mean, again, I can't go against Real Madrid Mystique. So I'm going to take Real Madrid double chance and I'm going to parlay it with over one and a half goals because, like I said, this thing's not ending nil-nil. It's almost impossible to see a one-nil Real Madrid win because City won't relent and Real Madrid really won't sit back either. They'll counter just the same up a goal. So, yeah, there's got to be a couple goals in this. So, a parlay of the Real Madrid double chance over one and a half, which comes to plus 101 right now. It's a good bet. I Ordinarily, you're right. It's the Saruti it special. Is. Ordinarily, I'd be all over that. Oof. I tell you, I'm, I'm still really I'm still back and forth on a lot of these. So, you know, I'll look back in two days and be like, damn, I wish I didn't say that on the pod because I, my, my opinion might change. But as of right now, I, I'm going to take City. I'm going to take City plus, plus 120. I think... I just think it's a good spot for them. I think they're. I think the bookmakers know that City probably they are the better team. They should win this game. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, I think you know you could talk about the past and how much City has shot themselves in the foot. Maybe that plays into the price a little bit. Maybe maybe that plays into the sports books being like, I know people are going to bet on Real Madrid because of the history and because mm-hmm. of what City have been in their history. In their history, at some point it's going to have to end though. Paul. Right. At some point, like City are just too good. They're just too good. And like the, the banter is fun. It's fun while it lasted. I just think this is probably the last time that we're going to get there because the, the Holland thing, he's just a machine. And, and, you know, there's only so much that like Mystique is great, but <laughs> at some point, like you, you play the games on the pitch. Yep. So I don't, I don't love it, but I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Man City 
Because I just feel like Man City plus one, uh, 120, like you don't get that too often no. either. So I'll, I'll take the plus money with Man City. I also do kind of like, um, I like both teams to score in over two and a half. That's minus 115, as I mentioned before. So two kind of plays from that game. And this is another one that won't be a, a best bet. But as I mentioned before, too, the Vinny goal mm-hmm. or assist getting plus money on that to me makes a ton of sense. So um, we're on opposite sides, Paul. I'm sorry. Like, one of us is going to have to come out of this victorious. It's okay. Like I've been on a little bit of a, of a, a slide here. I'm, I had another one and two week last week. I've been on a one and two kick for like three straight weeks, which just kind of brought me under 500, which is uh, we're in bleached hair territory, Uh-oh. which I'm a little Uh-oh. scared about. But um, but you, I believe you are you're you what? I think I'm you 0 and two so far. I have uh, Fulham Leicester over two and a half on Monday. Right. So you're 500 basically right yeah. now on the season two. So we're both basically around 500. So this is going to be a real big indicator who ends up finishing the uh, finishing I, above 500. I, I don't here, hate the city bet. I don't mind it. Um, for me, it's one of those look. If City, if this is the game that City finally lays the smack down on Real Madrid and proves that they can be the city we expect in Europe at you know at the most important games, and I'm wrong, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I'm willing to be wrong in this situation. Let me ask you this: What do you think? What do you think is a a good outcome? I want. What do you think is a good outcome for Real? I mean, obviously Real want to win, right. but Real are probably cool going back even, yeah. right? Oh yeah. If it, you said they're definitely yeah. cool down a goal. Are they cool going back down? Again? Probably. I don't think they mind. You know, I mean, they went to Anfield and rolled over Liverpool. Uh, you know, they dominated Chelsea a couple legs. I don't think they mind being down a goal, uh, assuming they're not just like hanging on for dear life for 90 minutes in this first leg. But yeah, I think obviously they would take any result down a goal and not the end of the world for Real Madrid either. What about City? Do you think, do you think like, I think, would they be happy with a draw? They'd, no. they'd be happy with a draw, right? I don't know. I kind of. I, you don't. You don't think they want to go back? Too much pressure going I, right, back home. I think. I think they really need to win this game. Yeah. If you play, if it goes, it ends up one one two two. They're gonna go back home and hear about how you know the, the they ghosts, had opportunities. Yeah. It's Real Madrid, just like it always is. Remember what happened last year? All these things. Uh, I mean, they would probably take a draw going home, which is a little different than last year. But I don't know if I'm them. I'm not sitting around if it's 1-1 late and just kind of being content. I'm trying to find that last one more goal to make it a little bit different going back home. The good news is that that's their style. So hopefully they, right. they probably, they're going to be pushing no matter yep. what. I don't think they care where they're playing. They're going to say, hey, we, we want to pour it on. That was the funny thing about the weekend game against Leeds when they're up 2-0 and Gundogan is on a hat trick and Holland lets him take a penalty. He ends up missing and Pep's all mad because then Leeds go back down, make it 2-1 and it's a game all of a sudden when it shouldn't even be yeah, a game. Funny. Uh, he Pep does not like when his team fucks around. He's always he always <laughs> wants them to pedal to the metal, put this thing out of hand. So I, I don't think there's ever, ever going to be a thing where like City are just like, hey, we're happy. That's another reason why I kind of like, I just think they're always going to be on the front yeah. foot and going for it. You know, they might go down and that, if the, the game script goes that way, that's fine. But I don't think they're ever going to be like, hey, we're cool with playing for a 1-1 draw. So that's that's another reason why yeah. I kind of am talking myself into the, the Man City yeah. event. But um, all right, give us your other. What do we want to do for the other? Do we want to just do a caveat, I guess, for the other game if Leal plays and if I guess Leal doesn't so. play. I mean, I'm really interested to see. You know, I, I would guess the line it kind of bakes all this in. You know, they're not they're not dumb out yeah. in Vegas or anything, so it might you know, fluctuate a little bit. But yeah, I mean, today, I give me Milan plus two ten at home. I, I know at home is you know whatever, but uh, yeah, just give me the more than two to one. If I can get that, I'm gonna be pretty happy there. Uh, Again, I, I'm interested in the under, but minus 150 or worse is just a little too rich, too juicy for my blood. So yeah, I'll, I'll take, you know, a game I think is fairly even. Uh, I'll take Milan plus 210 right now. I'm going to go, 
I do like if if layout plays, I I do like taking them on the money line. But regardless, I actually do still kind of like the Milan double chance and the under <clears> three and a half. Because I, I do think there could be some goals in this game, but I don't know that it's going to be like some barn burner. Like yeah. I think it could be like one, one, two. I don't think it's going to be the nil-nil Italian special, so. like I mentioned before. So if I can get AC Milan double chance to win or draw and the under three and a half, that's minus 113. I actually kind of like that with uh, layout or without layout. So I, I would actually probably, I'll probably pounce on that once we once we finish taping here because I don't hate that at all. And then maybe I'll see if Leao is, if, if, if he plays and the line is still, you know, I wonder if, what do you think? Maybe like, do we get plus 175? Like, what maybe. do you think? How much, not, how far not, do you think it'll yeah, drop? I would guess not much more than that. I mean, it looks like it may be down to like plus 200 already. Um, it's always interesting. I feel like these Champions lines, League lines always shift a lot a day or two where, you know, it's trying to figure out, yeah. guess, you know, which way is it going to come in on? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good feel for this one because again, Two, three weeks ago, after the quarters, I would have said Milan. Uh, but Inter's been playing really well and getting results. And Milan has been, they've been fine, just kind of muddling through toward the end of the season. So I'll, I'll be interested to see which way this line moves in the next day or two. Yeah, it's funny. You're 100% right because there's a, uh, we've had a few people tweet us and be like, hey, where'd you get this line Like after we talked about it on the pod? And it's because we're usually looking at things like two, three, four days in advance. And by the time if you place that bet like the night before, mm-hmm. it's almost always worse. Not because we're moving a book. No. Right? It's just like just that's one way or the other. Work. Like, yeah. Yeah. And um, and, you know, I think we sometimes I think we'd like to say that we're on the sharp side of things, Paul. But like we're not, not always, always I'm not saying we're moving lines no. here, but but uh, but that does actually happen a lot. So but I'm still I'm kind of still cool if I get like plus 180 or plus 175 with Milan if Laos playing. I still don't think that's a terrible price. No, that's way. not awful. Yeah. If he's playing, that's the X factor for me. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So that'll, uh, I guess that'll do it. So we're we're head to head, I think, in the first matchup. Even though we're we both see each other's sides, yeah. but we're just taking the yep. other side. So I know this is to make for interesting debate television. First take wouldn't <laughs> like that, but uh, but <laughs> but that's I guess that's where we're at. And the second game, like I said, I, I like one bet, kind of independent of Leal thing. You like obviously uh, Milan if, if Leal plays, um, and maybe the under if if he yeah. doesn't play, which I think is, is definitely fair. And- so. I don't know. I'm hoping we have some good games. I think th- I think there'll be two really interesting ties, no matter what. And they could be. I think they actually might be more similar than we think. Maybe. Too. And, and I'll reiterate a couple of things I mentioned earlier. Uh, if you can get Holland, even money, Benzema plus one fifty five, which is their, those are their goal prices right now on FanDuel. I think both of those are pretty good. They're about as good as anything you'll find on the market. And again, there's going to be goals in this game. I mean, one way or another, we think. So take the two guys most likely to score. Something I was looking at or looking for, Paul, but I couldn't find it. Maybe it's just it's not listed yet, but. I actually like Man City to score first. So see what see what that is. I, I don't I don't if you like Man City, I think they probably score first in this game. Like it's, I feel like Real, I mean, it happened against Liverpool, right? They and now that granted that was at Anfield, but they kind of grow into matches and like they kind of grade on you and they end up like it's like, oh, wait, wait, Real nipped a goal back and they're back in the game. Like, how did this happen? I do think like sometimes teams they play against the opposition can get out on the front foot and then Real kind of like all of a sudden gets back into it. So I do like Man City. I, I couldn't find it. So it's, it's potentially out there somewhere else. I couldn't find go. it on uh, Let's see. City's minus 135. Real Madrid plus 110 for the first goal. I don't hate that. I wish it was a little yeah. higher. I mean, if you can get it like more minus 120 or something, I mean, maybe wait on and see what the deal is. But I do like City to score first in that matchup, which, uh, which you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. But I think, again, they're going to they're gonna have to come out and be like, hey, I don't... Either they're going to come out and say, you know, where the, the moment's bigger than us, we're a little bit afraid and play timid. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to come out on the front foot and like really try to take it to Real. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way both teams go. We've seen City start so well, so often they did against Leeds this weekend, scoring relatively early. So that's what I would expect to see. It's just kind of, can that Madrid backline hold for that first 10, 15 minutes? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the with the final against Liverpool a couple years ago, where Liverpool had a lot of chances early and Real Madrid held on and then eventually 
uh, became Real Madrid and won the title. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Like I said, we'll be back next Monday to to preview the second legs of both of these ties. We want to try to get these out as soon as possible so you have a couple of days to, uh, to at least uh, digest the material as uh, these games kind of come up on us quickly. But um, So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll also take a look at some of the other races around Europe. You know, um, we got a couple other things. I mean, I, it seems like what's what's done, Paul, basically. So we ba- we both conceded that England is likely done, Manchester City. Um, the, the German race is still, still kind of wild. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, BVB with a big win today. The Spanish race has been over for a while. I mean, France is, PSG are just boring, but they're they're certainly, that's been over for a while. And obviously, Napoli won the Italian title. Yeah. So we'll take a look at some, maybe we'll kind of keep some eyes on the German league uh, uh, on, on the pod next week. But um, like I said, we'll be back, preview second legs next Monday or so, next Sunday night or Monday or so. Thanks as always to our guy, Paul Carr. Thanks to producer Stefan Anderson for taking care of this pod as always. Best of luck to everyone on their bets and we'll catch you next week.